day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 16 of Shop Talk. Today we're covering Angela's big episode, season three, episode one, titled Consequences, um, because it's Angela Appreciation Week. So this was a good episode. It was a big one for Angela for sure. Um, and we'll talk about like how it was also kind of a big episode for John, just because it was like this season premiere. Um, and then, you know, there were some storylines that were wrapped up. I feel like it didn't feel like it was that long ago when I was watching it. Did it to you? Um, I don't know. I mean, gosh, I guess. I mean, like from the end of season two, since the season three premiere picked up where season two left off, that break felt longer to me because it was like May to um, January yeah. um, of last year and or, uh, oh my god no this year wow okay guys sorry I'm back from vacation apparently I'm just not completely back my gosh um so anyway that break seemed longer to me um but it I don't know like yeah I don't know yeah I and it feels like it's been kind of a shorter hiatus this time around but yet I also oh, feel sure. like we're still like a ways away from the 401 premiere. Like yeah. I tweeted out, I'm like, we're so close yet so far. Yeah. Although I think this is like one of the earlier times that they've premiered or that they will premiere anyway, because they never line up with um, our other shows. Works. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. They usually premiere in like October. Yeah. So, um, but I think also like doing the rookie rewatch with fans has also helped like mm-hmm. kind of make the hiatus go a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do have some news. Deadline reported that Jasmine Matthews, who plays Rachel or who played Rachel on the rookie is set to appear in an NBC pilot called Getaway opposite Matt Long from Manifest and then Annie Alonza from Chicago Fire, which we know of her. Mm-hmm. And then, um, Marge Helgenberger so part of the description is that Helgenberger will play Senator Charlotte Pierce as a senior Democratic senator from New York and Charlotte's used to calling the shots but she's happy to see her son Jack who is played by Matt Long settle down with his bride Grace who is played by Jasmine Um, and there are darker forces at play so she has to like you know kind of choose between her family and the political career but Jasmine is playing Grace Rowland, who uh, like met Jack Pierce when she was swept off her feet, and their whirlwind courtship has gone from initial meeting to walking down the aisle in just over a year. So, like their fairy tale relationship will come under pressure, exposing a side of her that no one's seen before. So, we'll be sure to share that article on Twitter. But it's interesting because we never got a wrap up on Gra- on Rachel, so. Mm-hmm. She's not coming back. It sounds like, I mean, I guess she could come back and like guest star, but. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm like interested in yeah. seeing like Same. all these different people that have come from different shows. Same. Um, coming to the same place, so. Yeah, but Rachel and Tim walked so that Chunford could run. Let's be real. <laughs> Hopefully, fingers crossed, we get some kind of Chunford development in season four. Yeah. I just bring it back to Chenford all the time, apparently. So 
Thanks, uh, Jasmine. You were loved on the rookie, but and we'll be sure to watch Getaway. But yeah, yeah I'm we're excited for Chenford. Um, and then just like if you guys haven't been watching the uh, been participating in the rookie rewatch, um, try and make it a plan to catch it this upcoming weekend because two eleven is going to be like rewatched. Um, so that'll be an awesome time to like live tweet if you didn't watch it live the first time it aired and just kind of like be all up in your Chenford feels. So Melissa and Eric have been uh, kind of creeping on the Chenford and rookie hashtags and have been liking stuff so that's fun for sure which is really cool because like you don't actually hashtag like just the rookie it's the rookie rewatch so like that's pretty cool that they I think last night on Sunday Eric finally like retweeted or liked something from the actual like rookie rewatch account yeah like he's Uh only liked like associated tweets but last night it was like a tweet from the actual account so it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. for sure um, so now we'll kind of just jump into the episode um, and like the summary that we have for this episode is Officer Nolan has to face the consequences of his actions when he's arrested after being set up by dirty cop Nick Armstrong. He has to prove his innocence but needs a little help which comes from Wesley Evers, Lucy Chen, and Tim Bradford. Meanwhile, Angela grapples with surprising news when Wesley finds out. And when Wesley finds out, the two must make a decision on their future. So we'll start off with Angela because she is our fierce, badass woman that we love. And yeah. Yeah. I'll take um, it. Yeah, sure. So we like chose this episode for Angela because it not only showed like her, um, like her pregnancy, but how she will eventually become a detective by the end of the episode anyway. Um, and I just really liked it because, like, we got to see Alyssa's acting on display and, like, her scenes with Sean were, like, really lovely and, like, I don't know, just, like, they had, like, lots of, like, there was, like, a heartwarming scene, there was, like, a little bit of, like, comedy in the beginning, kind of, um, between their characters and just, like, it always, like, that humor mixed with the seriousness, like, that formula always works really well for the rookie, I think, and... Yeah, because, like, in the beginning, um, you know, we see, like, it's kind of like Angela versus Wesley at the judge's doorstep, which was, like, hilarious for them. Because, like, all they're doing is, like, running down codes and, like, citing cases. But it's, like, it was cool, I think, at least in my opinion, to see because it shows that they can, like, one, do their jobs and still be in a relationship. And, two, that they're both very, very smart and damn good at their jobs. Yeah, Uh it was cool to see them kind of butt heads and go against each other in that way. And they were trying to help, you know, like the same person. They were just going about it differently. So it was cool to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it was for sure. And I just like how the judge was like, um, (laughs) what's like, what's going on with you guys? You guys married? They're like, no. (laughs) Like, it's coming soon. Yeah. (laughs) Just not right now um and so I just yeah like I don't know and just like you could hear like before they got into like Nolan's case and whatnot like you could hear you know like the concern and Wesley was like is anything else going on and Angela's like no just everything everything's essentially like crap right now but like it's you know they're gonna be okay 
um which then brings you to like the break room scene that they had it's like one of my favorites because like even though she wanted to like she told Wesley that she wanted to be ready um he reassured her that like this journey that they're gonna be going on is still gonna be like it's not going to be exactly how they thought but they're still going to make it a great you know like beautiful thing for them yeah um and I just really liked you know he was like he's still gonna cry when he sees her in the wedding dress and she'll still make fun of him for it like that is so them I Um, know and we should have gotten that but we did that yeah knowing what we know now thanks LaPiera like yeah thanks yeah um also I wish that we would have seen her reaction to the positive pregnancy test mm-hmm. yeah well I just thought it was interesting like um well I know Angela was like you know I peed on that right <laughs> like yeah. when Wesley's holding it but I'm like where did he keep it did he just like carry it around in his coat pocket the whole entire time it, lo- it looks like he just like whipped it out from his suit jacket like, but like <laughs> I don't I would like to think that he kept it in like a compartment of his like briefcase (laughs) yeah but I don't know I don't know either it just cracks me up like just the little like like I said earlier like the mix of like the little bits of comedy they kind of can throw in there and like mix it with like the more serious of like okay like both of these things are happening like you know they're going to be parents and they're going to still get married like they still like both of these things are existing simultaneously for them so it's like it's different but it's like a good different for them they're just learning how to navigate it which I liked that we got to see all of that kind of I mean obviously as the season went on we got to see more of that um but I just felt like the initial like the way they wrote uh Alyssa's like real life pregnancy into the show was very nice yeah I hope that we get to see more of Wesley in season four because oh, I sure. love him for sure big Wesley fans over here guys we also got a few Tim Jilla friendship scenes though like Tim and Angela friendship scenes I saw someone had like tweeted a ship name for them and I was like Tim Jilla is it's good it's good yeah but like we had some mentions of it like when she was on the phone with Gray walking through the cemetery she like mentioned that Tim called her and told her that Armstrong might have a go bag somewhere. Oh yeah, I didn't. I forgot about that. And I just, once again, I want to say I love Tim and Angela as friends. Like, mm-hmm. I need to know more about their like how they met and their backstory. Yeah, just give me like six episodes of backstory on these characters, six or seven, like just yeah. a backstory or an episode focused on each character's backstory because I would like eat that up right well considering that eric liked a you know tweet that was like yeah Tim bradford backstory like you know like manifesting it yeah manifesting it um well so. and then melissa liked another one where yeah, there's totally they were like uh someone was like i would like to see lucy in tim's house and then she <laughs> responded with a gif of like the monkey kind of looking off to the side and then she just like left us all hanging yeah like what do you mean by this yeah I mean it's a nice house though like I remember I had posted something when I just like was doing a rewatch of my own of like I was like Tim has a nice house like yeah when's Lucy coming over (laughs) when is Lucy gonna ride in his truck (laughs) yeah 
Um, but like also though, can we just like I still I know I said this like on a way earlier episode of this podcast, but like we still gotta see Wesley's office, guys. Like I we still want to like see his workspace because we see where Angela works and we've seen like them living together like in season two and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like I still wanna see Wesley's office. Or like Angela, oh my god, Angela visiting Wesley at work with the with their little one yes that'd be so cute because he like would go to her work obviously because he's oh yeah know, a lawyer and whatnot and so yeah they would see each other but she just like drops by like when she's on like maternity leave or something that'd be so nice she just drops by i just wanted to like come and see you and the baby want to say hi or whatever yeah now i need it yeah i know i got myself into a little bit of feelings there but <laughs> yeah well because we gotta make sure Angela's like okay you know for like the season four premiere so like I don't yeah oh I digress um yeah but I mean it was nice to see like the little like little aspects of like their friendship and just like Angela like interacting like she interacted with Gray a lot more too in this episode which I liked even though even though that one scene (laughs) she was just like throwing up but I got the bag yeah. <laughs> like that like that's like, nothing like it's fine yeah it was just kind of funny because Gray was like you okay she's like yeah I'm good it's fine. yeah um yeah but she's like I don't know like that part of the scene though like really showed that like she like is so determined to like still be the same I mean she is the same person like pregnant or not like she's still mm-hmm. a badass like like she knows who she is she's very like a like strong in that yeah I think. and so I feel like it just like proved that she can do her job while still having all this like you know personal life um you know be kind of up in the air but she's still gonna get the job done which obviously makes her a knack for detective which is yep. why the end scene for her is so lovely mm-hmm. um because like gray was like such a proud parent like was. you know to like present the badge he was like in a nice little box it was almost like a like a jewelry box like that's what i felt like it was like a you know just nice yeah like piece of something that she actually has that's like tangible i feel like he definitely looks at the the tos and the rookies as like his children kind of oh, for like, sure. i know Rick he definitely does that too yeah i mean as much shit as he gives nolan and honestly <laughs> like nylon tim too because he's we were texting about this earlier he is literally the sassiest of them all i mean i know that we say nylon tim are pretty sassy too but like gray is the sassiest of there's them a all. reason why he's my spirit animal guys like yeah. i am <laughs> like the sarcasm is all too real I mean, as much shit as, like, he gives everyone, like, he's proud of them when they, like, hit a big milestone or, you know, like, take down, you know, they do well on their job, so. Yeah, and, like, Angela's, like, genuine, like, thank you. I know it's um, gift out there in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, like, hell yeah, she deserves it, like, congratulations detective lopez like claps for her yeah you guys can't see me but i'm actually clapping um i'm just i'm not used to podcasting okay guys i take two weeks off and it's like i'm 
you're like a rookie at this you're a rookie at this i am i am the i am the john nolan of podcasting didn't gray say that not that specifically but like to tim you know like he'd be the john nolan of the nypd maybe no he did i know he did i remember random i wouldn't say that you're the john nolan i would say you're a lucy (laughs) Tim. oh i thank you i wouldn't mind being john nolan though because i am very just like i don't know what i'm doing i'm just gonna just kind of wing it yeah 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 um but yeah i mean like it was just it was a nice moment for angela and it was a nice moment to like have gray who's like her you know like superior officer or like you know person that she like respects on the job a lot and then like to have wesley there too to like witness it was like really cool yeah and surprisingly at least i was surprised when i initially watched it that she didn't end up telling gray about the pregnancy but she has a good reason for it because she doesn't want it to affect her role as a detective um because she'll be in the like more male dominated world um and so she doesn't want people to treat her differently just because she'd be pregnant so it's not like I don't know if it's I'm not like she's ashamed of it yeah it's not yeah she's definitely she's not ashamed of it like she like I had said earlier like she is very comfortable in who she is and like she knows that being pregnant is not going to change her or like how she does her job anyway but she just like Mm -hmm. doesn't want other people's perceptions to you know be like skewed too much well and we've seen it on like other shows um especially where they have like taxing jobs or something where like a female character will become pregnant and then they don't want to tell anyone until it absolutely has to be said so that they're not put on like duty or you know like like you said treated any differently until they have to kind of be treated that way yeah yeah um and then like i mean wesley's like supportive like of angela he's been supportive of her like this whole entire you know their whole entire relationship um but just like especially like this season is like the best thing ever like yeah. we stand a supportive fiance on this podcast guys like their relationship is goals like Lopez forever and ever and ever and ever yes and I know that you had said we have to make sure that Angela's okay in 401 what about Jackson because today oh, yes, Jackson, on Monday, sorry Titus I'm sorry Titus I love you because today on Monday um well we had seen a behind the scenes photo of them starting 403 so and we still have not seen jackson i know oh my gosh i miss titus's tiktoks so much literally i just miss like a piece of content with him in it (laughs) yeah they're really if they're if the if jackson is the one that's hurt i mean we still don't really know about angela being hurt they're really doing a good job at like hiding this cliffhanger Mm-hmm. because like for a few other shows that i watched they've all been spoiled like we all know what's yeah. happening yeah but <laughs> yeah, like you talked about that last episode but like the rookie cool. is like really keeping it tight and i'm yeah. honestly like a little sad but i'm also really proud of them for it yeah i'm like i appreciate it like even yeah. though it's torturous i appreciate it because the rookie will premiere like the last of all my shows so I'm like dang I have to go like a week later still with all this like up in the air Uh but I mean I appreciate the secret being kept but I'm also like please just give me a crumb I just need it I need to know that he's okay 
Yeah, and then I want to know how, like, Wesley gets blood on him and how Nolan... I mean, obviously, we know, like, Nolan's going to be involved. He's the main character for crying out loud. Like, obviously. Um, But just, like, I just want to know, like, who goes to bat for Angela or is she, like, get the fuck out of my way? Like, I'm going to, like, beat the shit out of people. Like, I don't know. Like, if she's going to, you know, like, be like that or if it's going to be, you know, more of, like, maternal. Like, I have to protect, you know, like, my baby. Like, not so much, like, she couldn't do it. Because she totally could. Like. Oh, yeah but definitely could and she would kick ass at doing that Mm -hmm. yeah and so I feel like I don't know I'm just I I just really would like to see what happens in the season four premiere like now they're really (laughs) keeping everything like under wraps yeah I mean even the actors haven't they've posted some here and there but it's not it's not even been like video of them like goofing around on set like it's just pictures yeah I mean Eric had that video like that very very short video of like the helicopter but that yeah. showed the helicopter yeah um so. I mean Jenna Dewan's posted but like it's still mm-hmm. even just been of her or like Eric so mm-hmm. I'm like on pins and needles I need to know that Jackson is okay yeah but I mean shit this is they're really keeping it under wraps I mean I like I'm sure that the season for premiere will like live up to it but uh-huh. like damn don't be playing with me right now yeah well I just like can't believe it's like actually happening though because like you know we like had to wait so long for season three renewal news yeah. and then like it was like oh, okay it's pushed back to push back to January so then, like we you know like kind of just waited around and then bam they knocked it out of the parks and I'm just like oh gosh what like how are they gonna like top it well, no. and it, we, it seems like we waited forever for the season four renewal news, too. I mean, I guess not that long, but I mean, it was on the bubble for a little mm-hmm. bit. So yeah. uh, I'm just, I'm ready for September 26th. Like, yeah. just give it to me. Nope. But um, so we did also like, we also wanted to cover the John Nolan stuff because it is a big episode. And I mean, he is the main character. So, you know, we obviously he's gonna have kind of a major role in all of these episodes as well but um there were like a few other parts of the episode that we liked so we'll kind of just highlight those um and I mean it was just cool to see that like even though John was the focus of all the Armstrong stuff it was cool to see how the other characters like also played a role in it like Lucy and Tim were well, Lucy was on John's side from the get-go and Tim was kind of playing devil's advocate. But I think yeah. even deep down, he knew he was like, I'm on Tim's or I'm on John's side. Um, you know, Gray had a big role in this. Nyla did. Uh, yeah. no, you know, no, Jackson Nyla, even did. So, yeah. Nyla really took one for the team though. She, she did. So oh, good for her. I'll highlight more on that later because my girl really came through. Mm-hmm. Um but it was interesting to see Angela like working on the side of the law with Sergeant Gray. Like, not interesting, but she was going against Wesley, yeah, technically. And then like the rest of her team, kind of. So, um, but you know, like she has to investigate Nolan, and you know, she's she's the one that goes to the judge's house to get that warrant for Gray. So, um, but then she also wants Nolan to know that she's rooting for him. Like she told Wesley, let let no one know that like I'm rooting for him and you know I believe him or something so yeah. 
See, everything's a dumpster fire, though. Like, that line. Relatable. Oh, yeah. I know we had asked yesterday on the Twitter account, like, favorite quotes. I should have just said that one. Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah, relatable. So, yeah. But just... And then, like, Wesley had good lines, too, in this episode. Yeah. Like, everyone... Yeah. It was just very good. Good writing, as always. Yeah. I mean, like, Wesley telling Nolan, like forget about the job I'm trying to keep you out of prison like amazing and then (laughs) yeah and Nolan obviously was trying like everything to do it by the book he wanted to like make sure that his side was heard um Mm -hmm. he didn't want to you know like like flub the story at all like he was like I'm if I'm going through this I'm gonna tell my side and make sure Mm -hmm. that everything is crystal clear yeah, well, because so. he's like, the truth is on, you know, like, he is the truth on his side, or, yeah, I'm gonna paraphrase that, but, like, he was just very, like, that, like, he knows what he was going to say, mm-hmm. like, regardless of anyone else's, like, input. Yeah, like, he was standing up for what he believed in, like, even, like, even if it meant going toe-to-toe with his sergeant, his attorney, even his, even Nyla, like, he was, he was making sure that like his moral compass was still intact um but like his main thing was he wanted a warrant before they could go into the house so that's how they went over to the judge's house um but he wanted to play everything by the book because everyone's under a microscope like two cops were killed and armstrong is in the crossfire of all this so yeah well and it's just like even like when he's on the phone with gray like you can tell like that gray is like you you know you don't want to like go down this road and he's like yes I do like he just is like he I know there's a word but I can't think of it right now so I'm just gonna say that he stands by his convictions and like that's just him like that's just what you get with Nolan and that's I don't know like he's not he's not really sorry about that either yeah so um but Nyla when she was taken in by Chenford Oh my God. Even, even before she was taken into the district, when like no one had called her, like <laughs> all she had to do was wake up and instantly it was sass right there. Like she had answered the phone and was like, I'm really looking forward to yelling at you later. Like, yeah. excuse me, ma'am. You just woke up. Yeah. <laughs> I loved that. Um, but then like, as she's being like ushered into the district by Lucy and Tim, um you know like she they had to bring her in because armstrong had to frame her as well to make it sick against nolan and you know like lucy kind of reassures nyla that her and tim don't think that no one's guilty and tim kind of just calls her out like why did you just say that you know you can't like you're just digging a a deeper hole so Mm -hmm. um that was interesting to kind of see but yeah she Nyla is like the fierce protector of the group I mean all of the TOs are but like Nyla just is not afraid to stand her ground to anyone for anything honestly her and wow I just kind of realized like her and John are kind of the same in that way yeah I mean like John's like obviously has that like you know optimism like la-di-da everything's sunshine and rainbows like outer like layer of him but then like I feel like maybe it's because they're both parents I don't know 
because like yeah. they know what it means to like protect someone else as opposed to like solely yourself yeah makes any sense i don't know that's a good point yeah um but then you know we see like kind of going back to john because i'll get into all the nyla stuff later um nolan like you know obviously fights for the truth and like as he wants to make things right um he thinks that he could like go undercover to kind of play the desperate cop card and like wesley is going back like wesley and percy west are a kind of on the same page like they're saying no you know oh, you right, don't want to do that jackson's dad yeah wow, I, yeah jackson's dad like lit into guy. him yeah um but we even saw quite a bit of percy west this episode which was good mm-hmm. but then you know wesley kind of has a little i quit moment um that'll just always be funny because he was like i'm out like i'm bowing out i'm done yeah and it was just like the utter like silence like there was no beat of music or anything it was just like i quit and like yeah shoulders and everything was great so but then um like even before he you know kind of said that i quit he was like if it was any other defendant you would be treated differently but because nolan is a white man a cop and he's he's already been treated with a level of deference that his other clients wouldn't get if he was black or brown or had any other career the police would have created exigent circumstances and would have entered his home without a warrant to arrest him so like he's pretty much telling nolan that like he's getting not a golden ticket but like he's just getting a different experience kind of that's not really the right word but like he's just giving a different like a different outcome kind of to this yeah well i mean because it's like wes wesley's just like which i like that they put this in here because it is such a current issue of like white privilege Mm -hmm. and so i feel like wesley's just like laying that out there yeah Uh, which is i don't know if ironic is the word that like wesley's a white male in a like high profession too but Mm -hmm. um it still is a good point that like because of that privilege the like you said like the outcome is different yeah i mean he's basically telling nolan like you're lucky that you're getting treated this way because of the skin color that you are and what you do for a living Mm -hmm. um but then you know nolan's like gray and i aren't those kinds of cops and no and wesley just says like you're telling me you've never bent the rules which is interesting because when him and angela met didn't he want angela to bend the rules yeah well well i was like automatically gonna say yeah but because he like questioned every move that she made yeah so he's very much like I guess it wasn't so much of wanting her to bend the rules as much as it he was like oh no we don't need to go that far yeah mm-hmm. but yeah so then you know obviously this was all before like wesley was you know saying i quit i just wanted to bring this up because i thought it was like important to bring up kind of what wesley had said but you know wesley was like you have a chance to overcome this and you have to do exactly what I'm telling you to do because in the end, like I know what it's gonna take to help you. Yeah. But after the whole like, 
Percy West showdown with John Nolan. Um, John like makes one last plea through the one-way mirror and is like begging to go undercover. And then Gray just comes in and is like, you are without a doubt the biggest pain in my ass I've suffered in 25 years on the job. Nope. Yeah, Sass Master once again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, like as we get like further into the episode, John does end up going undercover and he like he calls Ruben and the rookie has done this a few times. And I know in 211 they did, but they like have a heartbeat sound that like starts off kind of mm-hmm. soft and then continues to like grow or get louder. Yeah. As if and, your heartbeat's like in your ears or something. Yeah. And I just love when they do that because it's just, they don't, it doesn't take away from the scene, but it adds to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but then as no one's, you know, like he got in his truck, is driving away, all of that, he, goes off the handle like the mission goes off the handle when they go mobile and this scene just i'm sorry i like john nolan but like i could not help but laugh at this um but either my gosh he's forced to like change out of his plain clothes unlike what we can only assume is a busy street and so he's like because the mission is to strip all the bugs that he had on him but like why didn't he change his shirt like the gray t-shirt that he had i don't know because I mean, there could easily be a bug underneath you know like strapped to his chest or whatever which is weird. but like he changed into like tracksuit pants mm-hmm. and uggs this cracks me up so much like <laughs> but like for a minute he was just standing there like in his boxers and i'm just like yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah i just <sighs> That had to have been funny to like if there happened to be any passers by like oh, filming yeah. that day. Oh yeah. Well, I can only imagine like how it was to film it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that was it was just like the comedic point that we needed, especially before all of what happens happened. So but like, you know, Nyla tried to stay as close by as she could. She was like she was told to stay at the district though so we see her listening to everything going on over the radio and you can tell that it's just killing her to well, not earlier because she was like she kept like coming in i don't even know what it's called like the the interrogation room or something well kind of but like the the benches that they sit like prisoners yeah. on before they go into the holding cell or whatever um she just kept going in and out of that side door like five times because she kept having things to like add on yeah. to her speech and she was like it no now i'm yeah. done like yeah. now you can go and do this yeah. i mean because she's the master at undercover so obviously yeah. she has, has things to say about it but yeah like you could tell that it totally killed her to not be i mean even in the car with gray like just being closer to John because she obviously felt bad for getting him into this situation but also like he's her he's her rookie you know and like he doesn't know the first thing about going undercover like you know I mean I'm sure that if she could have she would have went into his she would have went in his place yeah but he did now that I'm just thinking about that though he did like go to like help Nyla in that season two episode you know and like 
oh yeah put on the plaid shirt and the beanie and it was like yo make me like that's the only yeah. thing I remember from that is he held the gun up to that other guy and was like it was when the whole like crystal thing was back yeah. so yeah. like Nolan like is like quick on his feet and like can yeah like think fast but like yeah as far as like a oh I have to plan this out and like make sure people believe it mm-hmm. like for a longer period of time than five seconds yeah he's gonna need some help with that well and sure. it wasn't like he was fully alone you know it wasn't like he was coming up as like a drug dealer to like get her back you know like he was fully alone yeah um and so then you know but she was also yelled uh by Jackson's dad too so like he yelled I mean that that argument that like standoff was brutal to watch I was like damn yeah but um yeah so she's gotten in trouble for her actions and that leads her to sit by and just kind of listen um but then you know we find out that Rosalind sent Armstrong up kind of like because she had called him in the hospital room and well, she had gotten Smitty to leave the room because she had said that Greg was on the phone. And so, yeah, of course, Smitty was like, to... yeah. And then Jackson's, like, too smart for everyone. It's like, yeah. what the heck is going on? But, like, Smitty's just out there and he's like, are you sure that they said Sergeant Gray? Like, are you sure? And then Jackson just comes up and he's like, dude, what the hell are you doing out here? Yeah. So, yeah. so Rosalind sent Armstrong up and snitched uh to nolan or to the rest of the team about the go back and she also told john about the hidey hole so <laughs> as Ro- such a funny term i know <laughs> like why can't you just say the hideout or something i don't know that's funny <laughs> but as Rosalind tells him that he's done and to enjoy prison like armstrong is just like damn it she got me again but she kind of also helped him escape from the hospital because as she called like you know smitty left the room to go answer to gray Mm -hmm. but then like she called and you know smitty wasn't back yet nor was jackson so armstrong took that as his opportunity to leave so like well she snitched on him and like kind of set him up she also helped him get out of the hospital yeah well i kind of feel like because well and i mean i'm sure like some of this is just like um annie worshing being like a great actors at playing like these creepier like characters but just like you could tell like in her voice she was very much like this is your like like she's very final like this is kind of like her last like message to him like that this is what she's done yeah and this is what you know like he can either like essentially like sit there and rot or like go and mm-hmm. so he chose to go. So I don't know. Um, push in the well wrong direction because it yeah end well, um, but a push nonetheless. But then, like we find out that Armstrong plans to shoot Nolan because he ends up like rolling up with the guys for Reuben or something, mm-hmm. and as he was planning on shooting Nolan, like he had the gun in his hand and everything but it went wrong and other shots were fired so armstrong was killed in the crossfire which meant john got away and took out one of ruben's guys before switching gear to shoot the other before calling for backup like the way that john like ran back up to ruben and ruben's just like is he dead assuming john 
Mm-hmm. And John just flips the tables on him and he's like, not today. Yep. Like, put your gun down. He called, he had Ruben call 911 too. Mm-hmm. And he told Ruben to strip in the 911. Yeah. He was like, wait, what? I was just going <laughs> to say that. I was like, there's that other brief little moment of comedy. <laughs> and no one's like, not you. <laughs> Yeah, and I just like I would like to think that Nell was there because isn't she dispatched? <laughs> yeah, she is. Yeah. yeah, I would just like to think oh, that she's funny. there. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh! But yeah, so then, like all of that kind of gets wrapped up, and Nolan and everyone gets back to the district. Well, we can assume that everyone else does. We just see him, Nyla, and Gray, and they're all talking. And Nyla ends up taking. She wants to take the fall. We're not teaching no one the right way to be a cop. Um, and she says, you know, I can bear all of the consequences, but Gray is like, it's not your fault. It's mine. I should have, you know, done better. Um, but Gray, Gray says, and I like to this, the mindset of bad behavior is okay. As long as it produces justice needs to be forgotten. And I don't know. I just liked that because I feel like not just cops but like a lot of people kind of feel like that like oh if I do something bad like I'll get something good out of it yeah well like it's like and the end justify the means like yeah apply and so like I feel like he's like saying not only for like himself to like remind himself of that but like to really instill like I don't know because I feel like whenever like Gray speaks or like does anything it like sets a tone yeah and so like I feel like they wanted to set this tone because obviously their whole thing of like season three was like change is coming so yeah the first change is that there are actually going to be like these major consequences for this main character yeah well and then we find out that both Nyla and John are receiving letters of reprimand and Nolan will be held over um, his FTO period for another month. So, like, you know, as Jackson and Lucy graduate, he's having to stay behind. Um, And so then he'll also have to pass a review board to advance, too. And honestly, Gray does not fail to mention that, like, as a rookie receiving this letter, like, it can pretty much keep you from advancing in the department. So, like, basically any other assignment that john wanted to possibly go for whether it was becoming detective or joining a specialized unit like robbery homicide anything like that he'll he'll never have that chance so he has to decide if the life for of a patrol officer is good enough for him and that's where we kind of see john's like season three arc go because we find out he wants to um like become a to so then that's how he gets enrolled in those classes but it was a good episode, not only for Angela, like, to start off the season three arc, but also for John, because, like, Armstrong had, you know, like, his storyline was done, so now we kind of needed another, like, a big storyline to come in, and then we did. We had Lafiera, so it was cool to kind of see the shift go from Nolan to Angela within one episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Then they really said it better because, like, as soon as you said that, I was like, "Oh, yeah." Because then, it like, end, like, if the season's ending with an Angela, yeah, focused, like, it'll be interesting like, to see what the season four major arc is. Yeah, can it be Chenford? 
can we get some like lighter honestly like i don't even need it to be chunford solely if it could be tim or even lucy with her detective undercover stuff because that's kind of how season three ended so maybe they wrap up the lafiera stuff in season four in the beginning and then have like lucy lucy's undercover stuff all kind of take place i feel like that's how the seasons have went so far yeah i mean obviously season finales and premieres are supposed to like wrap up stories and like bring out new storylines but it's just interesting how they wrap up a a big story arc for one character but then like as that one's wrapping up they've another one for another character kind of coming in like they focus on different characters so if we could get lucy undercover a lot a lot kind of in season four i mean i don't want to solely see her undercover but we could get that quite a bit and see worried tim and be here for it yeah honestly though i would like to see like worried not worried jackson but just like best friend jackson like you know being like that kind of ally for her as well because like yeah yeah that would be again but jackson see jackson needs to be okay so like titus show give us a sign of life dude come on i mean even i don't even need it to be a tiktok or something of him on the rookie like he's literally just went dark right yeah just any more of it um but i don't know i could see jackson being nervous for lucy going undercover yeah i could definitely see that i feel like they don't like the rookie i i think i said this last week like the rookie is good in so many ways because they have continuity like diversity all that but i feel like the one thing that they lack on is giving jackson and angela like screen time storylines everything i mean we saw it with with angela and her pregnancy and we saw it with jackson and the doug stanton stuff but mm-hmm. that was about it like yeah but just like i would like to see like ha- well like happier moments i was trying to think like if other characters had like happy moments i mean or lila excuse me nyla got shared custody of lila um henry's okay so there's the good like good thing that came out of tragedy for john i mean i don't Um, even need it to be like good storylines all the time like literally just well no i just mean like to balance it out like it would be nice to see like a happy moment for either of those two characters like a little bit more focus on jackson and angela whether it's them together as a partnership or them separately Mm -hmm. i'd be okay with that jackson in a another relationship when yes please yes also um wouldn't it be hilarious to see jackson interacting with kojo after all of his like you know oh my gosh like like what about this what about lucy is undercover she gets hurt one day or something tim finds her and then tim calls jackson and it's like i need you to go over to my house let kojo out like if you if you want to take him with you home or whatever and like kind of watch him because i have to stay with lucy (laughs) <laughs> and then we kind of we see jackson and kojo yeah. and then we That'd see be fun though because then if like tomorrow's there too then it'd just be like this yeah. be a cute little like trio i would yeah. like to see more of jackson and tamara together yeah that'd be yeah. fun i'm excited that she's back um yeah did i don't know if y'all mentioned that last week or not because it was just this week i guess we should have mentioned that on the news that 
she's been i think the pictures that she shared the last time she was on set which was like last week she she reshared again today which is monday yeah because i remember taking one from her instagram story and it was like what she was wearing so yeah got it but she's back when i'm out of the loop but yeah (laughs) it's exciting i'm like i'm looking forward to i've just been like so focused on like the like found family aspect of like that whole situation yeah because it's always like because she had posted a scene or whatever and it was always like in both the clips on her instagram it was always like tamara lucy and tim yeah tamara lucy and tim yep so it has to continue in that way at least i just need i just need more of them like as as a family unit it's like lucy watching out for tomorrow and tim's kind of like trying to keep lucy like at bay with not getting too close i just need more of it and then jackson babysits baby wilpes now that we now that we really need please i just want like i don't know like i just want like the trio of like tomorrow tim and lucy but then like also the trio of like wesley angela and jackson oh yeah because like we don't really see i don't know it would just be nice to see like yeah i don't know just be nice well we saw some of it in season three like towards the end but Mm -hmm. like honestly i need more of it and i need it when she has the baby yeah or like like tim jackson and wesley like we saw in the last episode with the um riot shield yes (laughs) moment (laughs) that was yeah so we have girls nights while we have that one or two Uh we need like a guy's night yeah like tim wesley jackson and nolan or and gray (laughs) i mean i'm just wanting like (laughs) sure yeah i'm just wanting like wesley tim and jackson together but like you can't have those three and then not have the other two no you really so of course gray would be gray would like sit there for 10 minutes and be like i'm out he would be silently judging (laughs) all of them it's probably true as well i mean he would literally just sit there with his arms arms crossed and just be like i can't believe that i'm hanging out with these people yeah but i mean i would i would take every second of it yeah yeah so um on a tangent there (laughs) I thought well, I mean, I was gonna be like good, and I'm not. <laughs> I know. Well, we will have to do an episode about like what we hope to see in season four. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like we've said a lot of it. Like, it, but I also feel like my list just keeps on growing because, like, I'm seeing what other people have to say, and I'm like, oh, that would be good. Or then I think about like, you know, just other scenarios, and I'm like, it'll probably never happen. But that's my hopes and dreams for season four. So, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so we have yeah. the Chenford side of it all to cover. Yeah, speaking of, as if we didn't talk about it enough, my goodness. Honestly, Sorry, I'm a little bit tired of it. Like, I'm like, what is with us? I swear to God. Sometimes we're just like, oh my God. I swear, guys, we like other parts of this show. Like, we do, we do. And like, you know, if, <laughs> if you don't like chenford that's fine like you know we try and like other things it just all comes back to chenford honestly i feel like we should just call ourselves chenford trash now like it's this podcast because 
I feel like that's all we ever managed to talk about. And somehow it just always comes back to it. Yeah. Like the main character in the show is John Nolan. But I feel like Shenford separately together, they it's a close second. It's a close second. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But, but take it um, away with the Chenford side. Yeah. Um, so with like obviously Lucy and Tim are, you know, like helping Nolan well, trying to help Nolan anyway. Um, and while they are searching for the evidence that Nolan bagged up from his house, um, that Armstrong had planted there, they get a call and it's that they need to go visit Rosalind in jail to see what she had said to Nolan in like the previous episode so the season two uh finale and Tim doesn't think that they're the right people for the job given Lucy's history with Rosalind and the whole Caleb situation even though it's technically his history too like and I mean like even Lucy kind of alludes to that because like she had said later when they get down there that like he's you know wrapped up in it too um but Lucy's fine with it um and Tim like kind of is you know sighing and like kind of reluctantly like goes with her to the prison um I liked Lucy's line of if I can't handle talking to Rosalind while she's in a cage I shouldn't be a cop like it wasn't like it was just like a harsh truth that like she needed to I think admit to herself but then Tim needed to hear it yeah Mm-hmm. like speaking it aloud like gave it a lot of like more weight and like held a lot more power I think and I um, feel like that kind of showed him that like she can handle herself like mm-hmm. you know she knows when to stop so mm-hmm. like when to not cross that line yeah. um and so sorry I liked when Lucy like told him um, you know that she knows no one a lot better than she knew Aaron and she knows that he's not dirty like and she knows that Tim believes that too Tim though is quick to play devil's advocate and is like maybe his strong moral compass is like only evident when it's you know when it's easy for him but you know Tim Tim, Tim said at the end of the day we only know we only think we know we we only think we know other people and that he learned that the hard way and I just went back to Isabel because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, poor Tim. Well, and he's probably thought that about his other rookies too. Like he probably thought, oh yeah, they can handle themselves or whatever. And then, you know, they dropped out of the program. Like who's to say that with those other rookies that he did all those Tim tests with them, you mm-hmm. know, that, that could have just been like building over the years because he had those rookies that bailed out of the program or whatever and you know like he just needed some way to kind of find out if they were going to be able to hold themselves mm-hmm. yeah well and like earlier in the episode he had said like that they can't play favorites and it's like um tim you have a favorite dude she's sitting right there in the shop next to you yeah. but okay um no but like he like he's tried to he tries to remain impartial which yeah is very in character for him 
Mm -hmm. um, trying to be, you know, neutral, like Switzerland or whatever the expression is. Um, But like, obviously when it comes to like Lucy, obviously he's like different. Yeah. Um, Well, even like when they were searching his house or John's house, like they saw a black trash bag, but it was like on another, like on the property next to the house. So they only had the warrant for John's house and they couldn't check the bag. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, like Lucy was like, that's, that's only to buy us time or something. Like Uh we don't need to worry about that. Um, And then we had found out later that John knew the evidence was in the water heater. So as you know, Lucy and Tim find that out, Lucy doesn't fail to tell Tim, I told you so. And that was like in response to their conversation earlier. Um, but you know, like she she's not afraid to tell Tim that like I can handle this, I can do my job and I can do it well. Yeah. You know, well, like I'm gonna show you through, yeah. Cause she was like, I'll tell you why, <laughs> like why Nolan would, you know, like bag the evidence up or why he would you know like only be in this part of his house as opposed to Mm -hmm. like running all over the place like she was very like she knows people very well and so I think she but she just like had to convince Tim like will you listen to me for five seconds of your life please well and she wanted to make it known that she really knew John and at that point it was like girl like if I wasn't Tim or if I was Tim I would try and catch on that like you know him really well for just being (laughs) friends with him like okay like how would you know that he wouldn't hang out here in his house or like that he wouldn't you know Uh okay well it was like the same thing like in 211 you know when John was very much like Lucy doesn't do one night stands or whatever I'm like dude like stop talking yeah it's like a little sauce yeah um but yeah and so like I don't know just like it was interesting like Tim and Lucy just were very much like back and forth back and forth back and forth until they kind of got to the prison and like actually were like in front of Rosalind because like the eeriness and like the act like the eeriness that came with the accuracy of like Rosalind repeating the lyrics that Chen sang while she was in the barrel like oof gives me chills every time and they even Um, did the flashback to it like they literally included the scene from it yeah um and it just like you could kind of see like obviously it's reflective in lucy's expression obviously but like it was also very reflective in tim's expression Mm -hmm. i mean like bravo to both eric and melissa i mean and Annie in the scene too because like she's very good at being very creepy and they're very good at like reacting um, in emotional ways to all of this and so like it yeah I don't know you could just like see the emotion there um and obviously then Tim you know like knock it off like obviously you can see that Lucy's getting visibly upset by it um (laughs) Rosalind knows something you guys because she's oh, yeah. like ah the fierce protector like I can't do it as like well as she delivers that line but it's just so like it's so telling like yeah. the more people that call them out on their situation is like 
never ceases to amaze me i just cannot wait for the day that they like finally get together and everyone's like it's about fucking time <laughs> like it's about time because i feel like even gray will be like well good it finally happened <laughs> yeah i don't know there's like incorrect uh quotes on tumblr and there's one where angela is like congratulations you're the last one to know that you are in love with lucy chen and i'm just like i love that one because i can totally hear her saying that yeah that's so tim for sure too um but like it's interesting because roslyn calls tim the fierce protector and like honestly i can see that in nyla too and like i'm wondering if maybe that's why they had so much animosity when they when nyla first came in like obviously they did because tim didn't trust her and everything and like you know it was kind of weird that she got the golden ticket and then just decided to come back to patrol um but it's interesting like tim and nyla are more similar than they think Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah anyway continue um (laughs) yeah um sorry that just made me think of though that like the um rookie rewatch trivia question of like how many shows have eric and mikia been on together and like trying to find out the four and i still i spent like half an hour combing through their filmography and still really could not piece it all together i just need to spend one weekend just going through and watching everything that eric and mikia have been in together like even if it's just an episode of each (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. yeah because there is one wasn't it like the mentalist or something like we were looking it up and apparently like eric's character like you know okay yeah yeah (laughs) and like apparently like his character slept with hers and like you know Uh like a you know got pregnant or something like it's just so interesting how they act like these two characters on one show and then like years later they come back together and they like have to play two different characters obviously but like you know it's it's so i just find that so interesting yeah and just i mean there were yeah there were quite a few characters like on that secrets and lies show from other shows yeah that we've both watched that are yeah we'll definitely have to do like a like you said a go down a list or something of all the yeah. stuff they've and in. now i'm gonna go look up secrets and lies and see where i can watch it <laughs> and who was in it and do a whole deep dive onto oh, that man. you know show yeah. so mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um ryan philippi who's on big sky right now on abc it oh. was in the first season uh, and then michael ely i don't know if i butchered that last name um was in season two you know i still haven't caught up on big sky <laughs> it's terrible it's a, it's, a damn I need to. it's a damn good show um yeah. anyway guys we oh my god i'm oh my god i can't deal with myself okay focusing well now we have a really good chenford scene so mm-hmm. yeah um obviously it's their um parking garage scene um and it's i mean it goes back to what jennifer had mentioned earlier about tim saying that like at the end of the day they only think that they know other people um and i just found it absolutely hysterical that like lucy was like well you were wrong earlier and tim like 
season one Tim okay okay season one Tim wouldn't even be walking with Lucy in a parking garage let's just throw that out um season two Tim however would like have given her like a look and been like you really want to like keep talking or like finish that sentence Mm -hmm. but like season three Tim is over here like like no I'm going with you yeah but she's just like he was like about anything you know in particular or just like in a global sense and I'm like good work husband response good job buddy yeah Uh, good did good um and but he like so he re like wanted her to know that he hoped that what happened with Rosalind earlier in the day didn't like screw with her mind Mm -hmm. too much um and Lucy was kind of just like no you know like like she was okay and then going back to that day when she was in the in the barrel like she knew that Tim would find her and like excuse me while I just go in a corner and cry some more because it's such a good and they like the rookie account like posted um like that line and then an actual scene from like 211 yeah as well um so that was lovely but then like Tim being I wrote in these notes, best boyfriend ever. I'm totally aware that they're not actually dating you guys. Um, <laughs> totally aware. You just um, hope that they are. Like, in, uh-huh. in your mind, they they totally are. Yeah. Um, but, like, he reminds Lucy that, like, she was the one that, like, helped herself. Yeah. Like, he found her because of her ring. And he told her that, you know, you saved yourself. Like, he, I mean, like, by her helping herself that helped him to find her yeah so it's like never fails to like lift her up like yeah. to to remind her that she does do a good job even though he's also the same person that will like play devil's advocate and be like no we don't know that we don't know these people that well yeah. as you think that you do mm-hmm. yeah and like it was also one of the not like one of the first times that he's called her Lucy but just like the like soft Tim voice Mm -hmm. was nice to to have in that scene as well um and then obviously like her smile to Tim after she's like and I know you'll help me like if things you know get bad again or whatever yeah and he's just like yeah that's not part of my job description and it's like um of course it is dude like the husband duty that's that's yeah. your job now um, so it's just like that was just like a nice like scene because like she knows that he's like that he won't not help her mm-hmm. like they just know that they've got each other's backs which is really just nice to have and nice yeah. to I mean, all the, like, T.O. and rookie partnerships have that, but just obviously, you know, Chenford's is, like, a bit more so, just given the life-threatening situations. They've yeah. Been. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then, you know, like, like I mentioned before, like, Tim is the fierce protector of Lucy. Nyla is the fierce protector of John, but also I feel like just a fierce protector of anyone. Like, we even saw a little bit in 211 when she was like you know I know that I haven't worked with Lucy as much as you guys have but 
if there's one thing about her like I know that she's strong and then even when like she went undercover Nyla is just and again it might just be like the motherly instinct in her or it's just her character like kind of character um moral compass in a way if you want to call it that like I feel like she just really watches out for everyone and it could also be because she's been a detective before so she knows like how brutal the job can get and they're not even to that point yet as far as like being detectives or anything like above a p3 so you know like she knows that this job can like really hurt them so she wants to kind of protect everyone that she can um but I thought it was interesting like how Chenford was bringing in Nyla and she states you know that they can't think that no one is dirty and like I said before like Lucy reassures Nyla that they don't um but yeah it was it was interesting to see her kind of like go head to head with everyone like she did not care who was in her way she was gonna fight them on this um whether it be like you know going and being out in the field to help them or you know even just kind of like giving her two cents on the undercover stuff like she did not care who she went up against she wanted to be there for john and she wanted to like show her support but you know like i don't know i noticed from the get-go in this episode and even when she was first introduced like obviously she's not afraid to speak her mind but she'll do anything that it takes to protect john like literally anyone that she comes across um and so it's evident in this episode um because she's like kicking and screaming and just trying to see like where everyone stands but you know even when it's just her and gray even when she tries to speak up and stand up for john gray tells her to just save it for upstairs so you know and nyla she is the person that will like you know stand up for what she believes in but then she'll also know when to kind of like keep her mouth shut and just kind of be like okay i'm just you know i'm not i'm not gonna push push the bear poke the bear anymore like i'm just gonna stay here and kind of keep everything in and then you know say my piece so i just like speaking of that though like the way that she did not flinch while commander Mm -hmm. west was like yelling i mean like kudos to michael beach for like (laughs) doing that scene but then also good for makia like that entire scene reminded me of another show and like i could it was just like wow everything that happened in that other show kind of translated like it's weird because it's different shows different networks obviously but like I was just like wow the actresses played that (laughs) off so well I mean I was I felt like I was watching a carbon copy of that other scene it was just good to watch it was cool to watch it's hilarious that I actually know what you're talking about and you don't even have to say it so (laughs) it's fine um but yeah it was just very like I don't know like you could like see like I'm trying to explain this my gosh words are not on my friend today um like even though like Michael Beach's character is not like super like you know super tall and like super like menacing or whatever like when he like stood up it was just like the like overall like power like behind his his presence yeah was just like so significant and then like little tiny Makia over there on the other side of the table just like 
she didn't like shrink but like she also you know like because you know Nyla would have like replies on the tip of her tongue like ready to go but no like you said she just kind of she stood there and she took it like yeah the be the um kind of like be the punching bag well and even when Percy West is like questioning why she didn't come forward with no one's suspicions before she took investigative action she like threw herself under the bus she was like you know I didn't think that it would be in the best interest of the department at the time to like you know disparage another cop and you know make him look bad and which is like true like she's not it's not like she's like lying about anything that she's saying it's just that she's shifting the focus back onto her as opposed to oh nolan said this and i just like let him do it it was kind of like she was saying no nolan thought this but here's what i said and here's what i like said that we do like she she takes she never fails to take ownership for what she's doing you know like she's not one that is like oh I'll break the rules but then I'll let other people like take the blame for me like she is one that says I'll break the rules and I'll own up to it mm-hmm. but then um like you had said before like as she as no one was talking about going undercover and him and Gray were like getting ready uh Nyla like just refuses to sit by and watch this all play out so she like walks into the room and she's like no if you're gonna go undercover you need to make him you need to believe the lie and just and then like gray tells her to stand down um but just as she's about to like walk out the door she stops and goes back and she's like nope i got one more thing dad so she does and then she's like i'm done nope i'm not done like you know that i don't know i felt like that was like a little kid you know when they're like angry at their parents and like throwing a fit (laughs) Like, they're just going back into the room and they're like, oh, wait, I wanted to tell you this. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was funny to see. But, like, also, Nyla just wants to make sure that John is prepared, like, mm-hmm. for it. And that's just, I don't know, I love seeing that. Um, but then, you know, like, I don't know. I, I just find the whole Nyla Harper character so interesting because... Like, when she first came on, we didn't know anything about her, obviously. Like, we had so much character development in those first few episodes. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we find out more about her. And then we kind of get this, like, protector side of her. Um, mm-hmm. And it just continues to grow. So, yeah. it's just cool to see Nyla, like, have that character development kind of right out of the gate. I mean, like, Nikki and I had talked about it last week of, like, Talia's big episode was at the end of season one Mm -hmm. and like when Nyla came in it was like boom you're getting all this character development like right here so Mm -hmm. it was I don't know if they like if the writers felt like okay we're bringing in this new character and we have to make everyone kind of like her so let's just kind of lay it all out for her right now but I liked how they did it for Nyla yeah well and like even like at the end scene that we had mentioned earlier like she was like still apologizing to Nolan and being like I'm sorry that this and you know that this worked out how it did like it's on me um and like season two episode four Nyla would have just been like no I didn't you know like you know like she wouldn't have not that she wouldn't have taken responsibility, but she, like, she would have put up that front of, like, that she didn't care, which yeah. is obviously not her 
Like, or like, I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm going to tell yeah. you the minimum of what I need to. And that's that. Yeah. Like yeah. she's grown in that way of being like more open and being more approachable, mm-hmm. I guess. I um, which is, just, I don't know. It's absolutely hilarious to me though. Cause if you like actually listen to Nikia, like in real life, talk she's like the giggliest happiest person alive and then she you know like goes and plays this badass well and Nyla's had a lot of growth because I mean even like in you know her beginning episodes she was very standoffish and like she did not want to get close to her like co-workers and colleagues Mm -hmm. like she was very much like they don't need to know anything about my life like and if they do it's on an as-need basis like yeah she has grown a lot in the fact that like she's gotten closer to maybe not the guys so much but like at least the females you know Mm -hmm. where they did the speed dating stuff like we saw in season three they had like a girl's night and helped Tamara like with her project and all that like she's worked with Lucy undercover I mean she's gotten a closer with her coworkers, and I feel like I don't know again we can't really compare Tally and Nyla because Tally was only there for a season but I feel like maybe she's gotten a little bit closer than like Tally did yeah well and like I don't know as you were like talking about Nyla it kind of not in the same way but like Angela's kind of grown and like Mm -hmm. been more open too because like when we first meet her she's very like not closed off but just very much like this is how I do things like I yeah. don't care if you like it um which is kind of similar to Nyla in a way um but then like you know she meets Wesley and like things are kind of you know like turned upside down for her like oh this is a relationship oh my gosh yeah. I'm in a relationship like she doesn't you know quite know how to how to navigate it just yet and now it's like oh my gosh they're gonna be like you know parents and they were they are excuse me I am not using the past tense they are going to get married for the love of God yeah. Um, they have to swear um yeah it's just been interesting to see these characters grow like from season one and then two for nyla to now yeah you know um also let me just say though you can't have the wedding hashtag someone had like come up with this on twitter of like happily evers after you can't use that and not have it happen you just can't I will cry yeah like it's too good just we just need something good to happen and we need it to happen for Lopez like I'm not saying that the other characters don't deserve it because like they do but mm-hmm. please let's just let it happen for Lopez I mean we got this far we have a man of honor um mm-hmm. you know we have like the wedding planned Patrice is in town like well, Patrice lives in LA, but like, you know, still like He's everyone's like on ready. Board, like here, yeah. yeah, everyone's ready. They're dressed up. Like, let's have the damn thing. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. But yeah. So, and then we just have little Jackson West left. He had like a small part in this episode again, like his own little storyline. Mm-hmm. Again, you guys, we just need more Jackson West stuff. I mean, come on, like this poor guy. I don't every time that we cover him he's got like a few bullets on our outline mm-hmm. and i feel like we just we really need to see him shine like let's give jackson west the attention that he deserves 
Mm. Um, but anyway, Percy is wanting Jackson to join IA. And he says, you know, like, if you really want to make a difference in this department, then you should really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Percy just, like, reminds him that he doesn't have to decide right now. But, you know, he's like, I'll keep asking you. I'll ask you again next week. And it just made me realize, like, how similar Jackson and Lucy's parents are. Like, obviously, as a parent, like, you want to kind of shape your kid's future and, like, kind of steer them in the right direction. But it seems like they're always finding something wrong in, like, everything that they do. Hmm. Like, I suppose so, yeah. Like, well, Jackson's parents... His mom yet. No, but we did hear about her. Yeah. And how she didn't really like that Jackson was a cop. And I'm sure, in, you know, his dad's eyes, like, he did a good thing by joining the police force and, like, following in his mm-hmm. footsteps. But, like, I mean, even in, you know, season three and, like, you know, or, no, season one, episode 18, when, you know, Percy came in and he was like, are you sure that Angela is the right T.O. for him? And then with the whole, like, Stanton stuff, it's like, Jackson can handle himself you know like just because he's a 26 year old as we found out in 207 you know a 26 year old rookie doesn't mean that he can't handle himself like Mm -hmm. he's got this um but yeah I mean we even saw that with Lucy's parents too like with her mom and dad you know as far as them not really wanting her to be a cop they thought it was just like a phase that she was going through or something like I don't know I get it because it's parents like that's how they all are but it's just interesting that these two friends have like the same exact parents mm-hmm. and one of their parents is in the force in the police force mm-hmm. it's just interesting yeah well I'm like I kind of lost my thought like while you were talking I had a thought and I wish I could Sorry. remember it now no it's okay um it was something about Oh, well, no, I can't remember now. Because, like, not in this episode in particular, but, like, a little bit later down the line, like, Gray kind of is trying to jump in on Jackson's behalf as far mm-hmm. as, you know, like, where he should go in his career and whatnot. And so I kind of feel like, I mean, Jackson is kind of in a way that person for, like, Lucy. I mean, like, yeah. he's very, like, supportive and very much, like, I you know think you're doing the right thing but like it would be nice if like it was someone who held like a little bit more power yeah or just like because like Jackson looks up to Gray yeah that is like true um I don't know like Lucy kind of looks up to Nyla though as far as like the undercover stuff that's true But, like, Jackson even, didn't he, like, confront Lucy's mom about her being a cop? And, you know, he was like, she took down, she did good today. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like while it was good to hear that from Jackson to, like, her mom, it would have, not to say that it didn't hold up with her and him, but, like, it would have been nice to see that happen with, like, Nyla or Angela. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would, I would say Tim too, but like, honestly, I mean, it would feel like not forced, but a little bias coming from him because like he's her TO. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like, like you had said, like, you know, it's almost, you know, Jackson looks up to gray. It's like a mentor 
and I feel like Lucy looks up to Nyla and Angela even as that but like I don't know I feel like they all kind of look to Gray as like that father figure again but Lucy I don't think does that as much as like Nolan and uh, Jackson so but um yeah did we have any other notes on this episode we kind of covered everything i think and went off on some tangents mm-hmm. um you can find us on twitter at the shot talk pod underscore or email us at shot talk the rookie podcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts uh you can also find us individually on twitter too i'm at jstark 804 i can say my own handle this time yeah <laughs> and i'm at carrie hyman um and make sure you check out our t public store if you want some rookie merch there's gonna be a site-wide sale going on from the fourth through the eighth with everything like 35 percent off i mean it'll be pretty cool um and we have some cool merch up that's newer um from because our sis epic she created some pretty sweet chunford merch guys like i'm still i'm still losing it over that family pick like i'm still I love yeah. it. Um, we posted like photos of the yeah. designs on our Twitter page. So if you go there, you can kind of get a quick little preview. And we'll have to share them again because they're worth sharing and they're <laughs> pretty, they're pretty stinking cute. I mean, even like the gray, qu- gray quote that we have in our intro, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just so yeah. good. Um, but like the t shirts are so comfy. Like I would live in them every single day if I could. Like I would wear them to every work meeting if I could. <laughs> I do wear my um like merch that I have gotten from yeah from it. I I wear those like the yeah. and stuff because it's just fun. I mean, I wore my rookie squad gold shirt to the dentist on coincidentally the day that we got the renewal news. And the hygienist was like reading my shirt and she was like, what is this? I'm like, don't worry about it. Just, you know, focus. Cause I was like, if I talk to you about this, I'm going to go very fangirl. And like, you don't want that to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but that was, I don't, that was like coincidentally the day. I mean, literally like right before we got the news that like mm-hmm. we were picked up for season four, I was like, I'm wearing the shirt for good luck. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, but next week it's going to be Tim Appreciation Week. So Carrie and I are get um, welcoming our friends from the Me the Saint Molly's podcast, which is a one Chicago podcast. Because obviously, okay, it just makes sense that we cover Tim with them. Because honestly, oh, there are so many parallels that we can draw, and I'm already thinking of all of them. So they'll be covering us to cover episode twelve from season one where tim visits as well because we have to cover that soft tim moment so yeah yeah other other than that we will see you guys or we will be back next week bye guys bye guys go get him boo